Hi, my name is Bones Brock, and I'm here to talk to some Northwood teachers about some of the struggles they're facing this year. Do you mind stating your name and how many years you've been working as a teacher? Mr. Forster, three years. My name is Caitlin Powell. This is my first year. My name is Eliza Brinkley. This is my fourth year. Uh, my name's Kathleen Greenlee, and I've been working as a teacher for 14 years. My name is Sharon Coleman, and I have taught in uh, North Carolina Public School 13 years. My name is Matt DeServo. I've been teaching for, this is my 25th year in North Carolina. I had two years in New York before moving down here. Shannon Hall, and um, three. Um, what is your biggest struggle with teaching this year? My biggest struggle with teaching this year would be just getting students back into the flow of regular schoolwork after the pandemic has been a big transition. The main struggle I would say is probably working with differentiation, so working with students in the same class who are at very different um, levels of learning, learning type skills, that sort of thing. I would say my main struggle probably has to do with I would say one is um, staff shortages have been tough this year. We don't have as many substitute teachers this year. So um, if you take a day off, a lot of times the people in your department will have to cover for you. Um, and we don't like having to you know, do that um, to each other. The students are not as there, not just academically, but I think mentally as well. I think there's a lot of students experiencing high levels of stress. And so figuring out how to help them is a challenge. This year, I think the main struggle is dealing with the impact that COVID had on the way our kids behave and interact in school, particularly this sense that a lot of the rules have gone out the window when they really haven't. This year, I have an inordinate amount of students that have special needs, more than I've ever had before. At least a third of some of my classes are students that need a lot more attention, you know, differentiated work. And, and plus, it's hard to move the others ahead with that many students really not able to do the work. My main struggle is with my Math 3 kids connecting the gaps that they may have missed out on last year during Math 2. I think the main struggle this year has been student behavior. It seems like the students don't have the maturity or the work ethic that mm -hmm. I've seen in the past. It's more difficult to get them to behave appropriately and stay on task in the classroom and to accomplish the work in the manner that they need to accomplish it in order to get the best grades possible. Uh, overall, do you feel like teachers in North Carolina are compensated for the work they do? On some things, but I think there's definitely a lot of areas maybe where teachers could be compensated more. Definitely not. Teachers have been underpaid for a long time now. I think that that's something that goes to back before the pandemic, but I think the pandemic has made that worse um, and is, has made that disadvantage that teachers have even more obvious. I mean, we get compensated. I don't think we get compensated fairly. Like I looked at the salary schedules that they just put in place and we were actually bumped down or stayed the same rather than getting this raise that they say we're getting. No, not by a long shot. We're not um, 
paid for the hours that we put in. We're paid like from 7.30 to 3.30 with a little lunch break. And sometimes we have lunch duty. More grading papers at home, lesson prep, weekend work. We put in a ton of hours. So we're not paid for a lot of the work that we do. I've never complained about the amount of money that I receive. I mean, obviously I would like to do more or make more, excuse me, but you know, we chose this profession. We know what we are making. So, so I'm, I'm happy with what I receive. No, I don't think teachers anywhere are compensated for the work that they do. It is a job that requires not only the physical task of preparing and teaching students, but building relationship with students, worrying about students, supporting students. And then there's the long hours that no one sees after school, grading papers and putting in the work to make sure that class runs smoothly the next day. We're often called to cover classes for other students, or excuse me, for other teachers due to sub shortages and all of that time needs to be made up at some point. There is a lot of work that's just expected and taken for granted. Do you feel that students are being respectful in class this year or do you feel like their behavior is more of an issue? I think uh, generally students behavior is fairly similar. The only major difference I've noticed is with incoming students, particularly freshmen, just having less maturity even than they would normally have and having issues because of that, just kind of having more of a middle school mentality. I think with technology, there's always gonna be a challenge. I mean, they are students, so they mess up every once in a while, but um, for the most part, I think students at Northwood respect teachers and understand you know, that they're here to serve them and, and they're not your enemy. They're here to you know, help you learn. I mean, I feel like overall my kids are respectful, but I've definitely had a larger struggle with phones and the fact that kids think they can use them whenever they want to. Um, that's my biggest pet peeve this year. And I've heard a lot of more, a lot more coarse language in the hallway, regardless of who's around. I have not had so much of a problem with that. Well, this is my third year at Northwood. And for the most part, I have to say the behavior here compared to my old school is, is a bigger improvement over what I had before. I haven't really had much of an issue with a lack of respect from the student. I think behavior is absolutely more of an issue this year. There's definitely a lack of respect for teachers in the classroom um, and just in the hallways between classes. So do you have any other jobs to make ends meet? I do, I do. So I do some work um, with um, some parks and recreation um, departments. Um, I do, I assess items for um, historic sites and I'll do events. I'll work at different activities and things like that to help out around the uh, Wake County and that sort of thing. So I'm a little bit luckier in that like I don't have children or anyone depending on me so I just have to worry about myself. So um, I don't have to. I do sometimes do some pet setting on the side just to um, have a little extra cash, um, which I definitely wouldn't need if I had another job, but um, I'm luckier. I know for some teachers that have families and kids especially, 
um, they definitely need that second or third job, unfortunately. Thankfully, no, because I have a, a spouse who has a decent job, so no, I don't have to. I have a second career that I was that I had um, that I've had for thirty years. So um, yes, I, I have a second job. I do not. I do other things on the side, but it's not out of necessity. It's because I enjoy doing it. No, I'm really lucky that um, I am married, and my husband and I are able to make ends meet without having to take on additional jobs. But that is not the case for a lot of teachers, especially young single teachers that are just coming into the profession um, that may have a heavy load of student loans and are just trying to get established. On average per week, um, about how many unpaid hours do you spend doing lesson plans or grading or whatever it may be? Uh, five to ten. Probably about ten extra hours a week, depending on what I had for curriculum that week. I mean, you know, give or take a little bit. But I would say I average, you know, 50, 52 hours a week. I would say anywhere from five to ten extra hours than I'm actually paid for. You know, typically you're doing five to eight hours a week, sometimes more, sometimes less, depending upon what you assign. I also uh, work with student council, so... I have two hours of meetings after school every week, and then I sometimes meet with our officers, so, you know, I'm averaging maybe 13 hours a week. Some weeks are worse than others. I would probably say more than 10, but less than 15. I try not to count up the hours that I spend doing work out of the classroom, and um, I try to minimize it as little as I, you know, to as little as I can. There's always a certain amount of planning or grading that happens um, over the weekday. And then I always have to take over the weekend a chunk of time and just review what I have going on for the upcoming week so that I can make sure that everything's in order. Um, I don't try to quantify it because then it just smacks you right in the face how bad it is. <laughs> What's something that you really enjoyed this year that you didn't experience in previous years? So I've been working with OC OCS programming for seven years now. So this is my first year being in the classroom. So I've been very lucky to kind of see how students are navigating their in-classroom work versus what I used to work at a residential school um, which had OCS programming so it's kind of nice to see like how they utilize skills in different different ways like outside of the classroom versus inside of the classroom so that's been a really cool cool experience for me. I would say that um, the administration has um, been helpful in recognizing that like we're working harder this year than we have before and in um, doing little things for us, like they had um, little bags for us um, the weekend of Veterans Day. Um, and they've just, you know, they're planning a kind of a fun week with treats and stuff next week for us. So just little signs like that, that they appreciate us and are supporting us have been really helpful and have helped me get through the semester. Kids are more apt to let you know when they're struggling, you know, whether personally, emotionally, mentally, um, they're not as reticent when it comes to letting you know how they feel and what's going on in their lives. Because as a teacher, 
if I don't know they're struggling, I can't go that extra mile to help them. So I'm happy that kids are feeling more inclined to, you know, reveal things like that if they need to. I guess I'll just have to say about next semester because um, I have uh, I have a French three and French four in separate classes, and I'm really looking forward to that. Um, and I have uh, all really excellent students that are coming into those classes, so we'll be able to just sail with it, and so I'm very much looking forward to that. I've had more kids this year say thank you than I've ever had in 25 years. Working with seniors and seeing how completely immersed in the experience they are. After having been home and not, be, not being able to be with their peers, they have dived into the experience of senior year with everything they have. They're extremely involved. They advocate really well for themselves and they are just going to squeeze every minute of joy out of this experience that they can. Thanks for listening. For more content like this, be sure to check out nhsomniscient.com.